Welcome to the Fall Podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today I'm joined by Brian Cobley, our student's director, and Ryan Plants, our lead pastor and speaker from Sunday. We did it. We made it through the first series of uh, your your reign, your tenure here, yeah. Ryan. Um, That's what I like to refer to it as, my, uh, my yeah. reign. Long, you know? long yeah. may he reign. Seems healthy. Yeah, Seems yeah. like what Christ would say. It, you know? Exactly what I would think. Yeah. Um, what are your family words? Yeah. Your family words. Rain. <laughs> Bring on the rain. <laughs> Fear and dominion. That is his family words. Um, so we finished Summer on the Mount. We yeah. got to hear, was this five weeks or was, was it four it, well, weeks? Well, it's four weeks. Yes, four, four weeks. weeks. of Oh, because of yeah, serve day. We had serve day in between yeah. there. But yeah, four weeks and we were able to um, look at Jesus teaching on being peacemakers, salt and light. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, our call to lay down our right to retaliate. And most recently, um, we saw Jesus' call to um, set aside our judgmental hearts and remove the plank from our eye. So uh, some teachings that I think are really quite familiar um, to like anyone who's, you know, spent any time in the church, you know, cause some, some kind of classic teachings yep. from Jesus. I, I love the plank you brought up on stage. Yeah, that was quite big, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was not. It was not a small plank for an illustration. Yeah, no, where'd yeah. it go? I don't know where it went, but I had, I had, I, I knew coming here to Arbor that I would be able to find something yeah. that would work. You know, like I was like, there's got to be some kind of like spare piece of wood somewhere in the church. So then you went to the orchard closet and saw we had like a hundred. I didn't see that actually. Yeah. So I went into the two men in a truck room. And I found just like five or six back there. And I was like, see, I knew. And then someone brought it up that, I mean, maybe it was you hating on Sunday. You were like, yeah, there's like an entire like Home Depot, Mm -hmm. like store full of wood. And I was like, see, I knew it. I knew it. There's no shortage of lumber at this church. Today's podcast is brought to you by two men in a truck. Yeah. (laughs) You need help moving? (laughs) So uh, what I thought was interesting was you started out this series with um, peacemaking, right? Yep. And I was like, okay, this is like... It was it was somewhat challenging. It, it felt like it called out some people. Maybe it, like some hard work is required. Uh-huh. And then every week it just like ramped up. Like <laughs> yeah. I feel like you ended yeah this one judgment, and it was like I don't know if he could call people out more or challenge them more. And it's going to be interesting to see where we go with uh-huh. the next series. But that's what I appreciated was um, typically you you come into uh, being on a part of a church on uh-huh. staff and it's like, all right, let's just do some softball. Sure. Let's just go sure, easy. Yeah. yeah. Just light, maybe not challenge people, but you just went each week, stepped it up. I felt like every person I talked to, they're like, yeah, I really felt like this message was for me. I needed to hear this. Um, well, you know, and I just hid, I just hide behind the words of Jesus. Like, Hey, yes. this is the, he said it, right? Yes. Like, you know, not he me. He is your refuge. Yes. You can hide yeah. in him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but that is, look, I didn't say it. He did. Yeah, exactly. That's yes. that's the thing. Is like you're, I kind of run for cover. Like he's, yep. I'm just, I'm just pointing you to what he said. But mm-hmm. they are really challenging, and the yes. sermon, the sermon is very challenging. Mm-hmm. And even in the way it's constructed, and it gets to the very end, and um, it, you know, it actually even like ramps up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And it it says count essentially Jesus when he's kind of preaching on counting the cost. And um, you know, there are there there are essentially two roads you can travel, and this is long before Robert Frost wrote his poem. Yeah. But he's, you know, like there's like the wide way and the narrow way. And and he kind of like lays it out. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, here's here's what my kingdom looks like, here's what yeah. it looks like to be a citizen of this kingdom. And, you know, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And it's very like non-attractional in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're just like, man, it's just it feels like too tall of a task. But yeah. thankfully we have God's spirit to help mm-hmm. empower us to to walk in that yes. reality. 
So uh, I liked your your when talking about you know people that we might be judging in your list. Mm-hmm. You had uh, oh yeah yeah. You had education was number yep. one. Uh-huh. I think you had appearance. Yep. Number two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Was politics number three? Politics was number three, and the one you skipped. Appearance was actually the last one. Age. Uh, age was age, one of the age, first age, ones. Age, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ages. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was listening to that, and I mean, I think I talked. You know, the plank and the speck. Yeah. Um, I, I can. Every example you gave me, I can give so many like people that I know that I've seen judge people. I'm like, and I, when you, it was weird. Cause I'd really look myself in the mirror. Cause like, have I ever judged somebody on their appearance? Probably. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever judged somebody on education, but mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. politics. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, age. No, I think ages. I think me being a young person is very hard to judge somebody based upon. Sure. And, but age. have you ever found yourself in a spot where like you see someone who's um, like, so much older where you're like ah. get off the road you shouldn't be driving yeah, kind of. sure. yeah now we're now we're veering back into <laughs> driving talk that was like that was like 50 percent of it that was retaliation week. that yeah. was a lot yeah. it was on retaliation um, but yeah or like yeah like i mean yeah where you, you they'll like voice their opinion and then you'll be like ah, you don't really quite get it anymore oh, you're true. out of touch you know what i mean yeah. okay good point yeah good point. yeah so i was looking at that i'm like man i can see that in today's world sure like the examples that you gave, do you think the early church, like when Jesus was speaking, kind of felt that same way? I say maybe politics, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I curious think so. of like, like I, for I, them, how would they have heard that? Like, what in their mind, they're like, oh yeah, I am judging, yeah, the person. Well, I on think this. I think appearance, like we saw. I don't know if it was, it's really a chicken or the egg situation, but like, why was. John the Baptist. That's a good example. Uh-huh. This like pe- this person people did not want to be around. Like was it was he the way he was that led to him being kind of a schlub or was he a schlub and that's why people kind of did not hang out with him. <laughs> like John the Baptist was the original like beach bum. He made he made that look cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah. You know, and and one of the things that we're doing right now as a staff is we're reading this book called Power and Weakness. Mm-hmm. Um and couple chapters yeah yeah you, you you forgot this most recent one but that's okay right there's grace for that um but it's a really challenging book and one of the things that the uh, writer uh, his name's tim gombas talks about is paul's appearance when he would appear in different environments mm-hmm. and clearly uh paul did you know in one environment he was so brutally beaten that he was like almost you know disfigured yeah presenting the gospel to those at derby and i think that Clearly, you know, back then, as people were kind of presenting their rhetoric and their points and trying to persuade people to different ideologies, um, my guess is that by and large, it was like you wore your nicest toga and you, you know, brushed mm-hmm. your teeth with whatever they brushed their teeth with back then. <laughs> I don't know. And then they, you know, put their little kind of like that, like, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? The garland in oh, their hair, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Laurel, yeah. And then they spoke, you know, very eloquently. I, I do think appearance was a big thing. Back then, well, and then actually, as you were talking, I also thought of uh, one of the arguments against Jesus was, you know, this is Joseph's son, mm-hmm. like this carpenter's mm-hmm. son. So status, even, economic status, yeah. was huge. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. So it would have been. Yeah. You no. Know, and politics, as we know, would have been massive as yeah. well, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So hearing that, I'm like, it was just cool to me thinking like early church, like man, how would they yeah. have heard the the speck in the log? Was yeah. it just clearly? Because the way I used to interpret that, and you know, still do, because it hits, yeah. is like when a Christian will say, "Man, that person is sinning. Look at them. Look at their sin. Mm-hmm. Look at yeah. their sin," and not 
seeing their own thing their own sin yes but like you yeah. expanded that even more mm -hmm. like maybe yeah. judging just even outside of christian principles and values oh sure yeah absolutely absolutely um as i was going through that list was there anything else that you thought of that you were like oh i wish she would have added that to the list oh, no mm. i think i would have been judging <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so if i put more in that if i put more in that list i think yeah. i would have just been been judging yeah you'd have been like oh you've been thinking about that thing and then well, thinking about what i appreciate about the the content that you selected on this path is that you still ended with judgment because I think it's so easy, like Jesus said, to see the um, the speck in someone else's eye, right? Mm -hmm. Of we sit through these these past three weeks of content and we're like, I know exactly who Ryan's talking about. Like oh, I have that sure. person in my yeah. life, and then you end with like, ah, oh, crap. Okay, this is about me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about like the pointing out, like oh. I know of someone who is a peace killer or yeah. um, I know someone who's not being salt and light or I know someone that only retaliates. And so I think like the fact that Jesus ended his sermon the same way that we ended this series, it's like very good awareness of mm -hmm. what the human condition will end up doing is seeing the speck in someone else's eye before we see the log in our own. And what's so interesting is that when we really just process Matthew 7, 1 through 5, Jesus is saying, essentially, you think you see the speck in their eye. Yeah. But you actually don't. No. Like, you don't. As long as that plank's in your eye, you don't see the mm -hmm. speck. Because if you truly saw the speck, you would know how to address it. Mm -hmm. And you would know that the way to address the speck is the same way that I, your heavenly father, address mm -hmm. that plank in your eye. Yeah. Which is with grace and mercy and love and, like, mm -hmm. kindly walking you through what that repentance yeah. looks like. It doesn't mean that there's not like hard decisions that have to be made when mm -hmm. we remove that plank. Yeah. But it also means that the way we think we deal with, you know, the sin in other people's lives, it it, it needs to be completely yeah. revolutionized. You know, well, it's not I, a harsh yeah. word. And I think the tension of that verse is um, we do need to do the work of before we hop into fixing someone else's problem, yep. we need to eliminate that from our lives. But also it's really hard sometimes to know that there's an issue until someone that you love and trust mm -hmm. brings it up to you. Yeah. But there has to be this balance, right? Because it can't just be, I can't tell anybody anything about themselves until I'm this perfect sure. sinless person. Right. So there's this balance of like, yes, I can't be too critical of Brian talking over people. If I'm also talking over people, it's like, okay, we can both, Brian, that's just an example. I don't think you talk over people. I think you showed a lot <laughs> that of example had very restraint. Close <laughs> yeah, you showed a lot of restraint there, not talking over yeah. me. Um, but for example, like I can't, I I can't wait till I'm perfect to then address people that I love and care about because then how are they going to know? And vice no, versa. exactly. And I think we know. Uh, well, Lord, Lord willing, we know in our hearts. Like when yeah. I'm approaching someone about something. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's about the intent. Like, yeah. am I, am I there to like berate that person so yes. that they feel other and yes. less than and condemned? Mm -hmm. Or am I there because it's like, no, like, like I think Jesus with the woman who was caught in adultery, he wasn't like, yeah, it's cool. Go for it. Like keep, you know, keep, <laughs> keep doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like see what I did to those guys. Like, you know, yeah. they're out of here now. And yeah. so like, he says like, where are they? Mm -hmm. Well, they're gone. See, there's no one, no one to condemn you. And then yeah. he says, go and sin no more. Yeah. Like I, I think it's the 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 loving intent of yeah yes. no I don't I don't want to I don't want to bash you with rocks yeah I want to like lovingly usher you out of the thing that's like yeah. destroying your soul with rocks yeah you know yeah. Mm -hmm. and the, it also reminds me of the story and I gotta think maybe you know this at the top of your head of when Jesus shared this but it's also like that prayer that he brought up the person mm -hmm. who goes and says God thank you for not 
Oh like, yeah, yeah. Be like the uh-huh. the Pharisees yep. or the and then Pharisee came, was it the Pharisee that came up and said, "God, I'm a sinner." I believe so. Yeah. Was it? A, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like that same concept. You have one person. Uh-huh. Like, Thank you for not making me. Like, yeah, like that. Like uh-huh. them. Like yep. them. I'm mm-hmm. great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, one person's like, I'm awful. And the one that one person was the broken person. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, reminds me of that. So, one thing I brought up, I brought up at the very end when I came up to do the very difficult task of closing out the. Sermon yeah, it's not. Was yeah. Also bringing up people who do judge themselves. Sure. Really hard. I, mm-hmm. It was kind of. I don't think the verse said that, but mm-hmm. as I was sitting there, I was just thinking of myself. How sometimes I'm my my biggest judger. Like yeah. I'm very much. I can see my plank, mm-hmm. and I can't look past my plank. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. And that's. All it is. So do you have like can you speak on that and Yeah. Well, I think what it comes down to is where where do we get our identity or our righteousness from? And if it's if it's this desire to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, because that's what that's what the inner critic is saying. You're not perfect enough mm-hmm. yet. You're not perfect enough yet. And if that's if that's what it comes from, then what we're doing with that plank is instead of like removing it, which I think ultimately is is a word picture for repentance, mm. which is ultimately, you know, going before Jesus and being like, this is wrong, help me, God, and like walking a new direction by his power. The inner critic in you, if if, if you're leaning into judgment, um, you're going to try to remove that yourself and you can't. No amount of work can remove the the guilt and the shame that you feel about that plank, especially when you're aware of it. And so I think really what it would require is, just the humility to understand like, yeah, like you might have that inner critic, but no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and that is exactly why um, Jesus came, was, was to be perfect in our place. And would we throw ourselves at his feet and trust him for our righteousness and hopefully find some rest in that? Yeah, it, um, I love the three they kept bringing up was like mercy, grace, and kindness. Yeah. Like Jesus give you the mercy, grace, and kindness. Yeah. That's what I walked away with. Yeah. Like, me, who I do feel like I'm my worst, like critic. Sure, my worst. Like I yeah. have to remember, like okay, I am, I am. Like I even even after closing, mm-hmm. like on Sunday, I'm like that was awful. Oh, I didn't yeah. help anybody. I'm just gonna go home. And no, it was great. Yeah. But I, even then, I'm like, okay, yeah. mercy, grace, yeah. God. You just yeah. told that to everybody else. Just sure, now. yeah, receive that. Yeah, and I and I mean, I think it takes faith. It takes faith to believe that that our God views us um, mm-hmm. through um, love. And his word says over and over, and this this isn't just Jesus. I mean, we see this throughout the story of, of redemption, that like mercy triumphs over judgment. That doesn't mean that like it's it's we can do whatever we want, but like the way toward transformation and change is like being in a place where you can being in a place that that is absent of guilt and shame. And I think that that's the environment that the Holy Spirit fosters. And it affords us this, the freedom and the space to truly change and transform. Uh, whereas the critic, judgment, condemnation, I believe that so much of that is not only interwoven into kind of our fallen selves, but like that's the enemy, right? Like mm-hmm. the enemy speaks that condemning voice. Uh, last question I have is, does this go against Jesus' teaching that if you see a brother or sister judging and like, you know, pointing out other people's specs, mm-hmm. do can we say, hey, brother, sister, like, do you not see the plank in your eye? Can we take the position of Jesus 
mm-hmm. or are we doing exactly what that person is doing where we're now pointing out their spec and we're missing our own plank and we get into a cycle of spec pointing and yeah. plank retaliation yeah like and i'm super more like so i, I know I, I think we can all think of people in our life who are very critical mm-hmm. about let's just bring up the politic thing again sure um mm-hmm. people who are like I'm never, I'm never listening to that artist again, or mm-hmm. I'm never watching that actor again because mm-hmm. they support the other mm-hmm. candidate. And it's like just completely judging that person just upon one little thing. Sure. Can we go, hey man, like you're just, do you not realize how hateful that you're being? Like we're pointing out. Sure. The the. But then the question is, you're getting a little meta here, right? So like yeah. that's the person who's <laughs> judging, and you're the person who's calling it out, and you're saying there's another person saying, "Hey, you're mm-hmm. calling yeah. out that." Yeah. And like, what I would say, this... what I would say is like, what's the worst that can happen? It's, like, 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 thank God for that brother or sister who might like point something to you, and you'd be mm-hmm. like, you know what? I didn't even see that. Like, yeah. thank like, you. So is a true application. Everybody just worry about yourself. I or... think. I think. Well, I do think. I think like that's that's. If you're working from first principles, that is principle number one. It's it's what it's what David wrote in Psalm 51: "Create in me a clean mm-hmm. heart, O God." Mm-hmm. Like that's where we have to start. And then moving beyond there, though, I do think we do not do our fellow brothers and sisters in Jesus a service if we're never stepping up and saying the hard word, because mm-hmm. that loops all the way back to the beginning of 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 our our series mm-hmm. about being a peacemaker. Yeah, <laughs> because then we default to just being peacekeepers all yeah. the time. <laughs> It's hard yeah. because it really is like there is people I'd like to point out their plank. And oh, then, yeah. But they can easily look at me like, what about you? Haven't you? Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm not trying to attack you here. And now I'm attacked. Yeah. And now I got to retaliate. Yeah. And that enters into <laughs> the, the blessed yeah. art of peacemaking. We get hit uh-huh. every week. Yeah. <laughs> the start of one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love that you use Psalm 51, created me a pure heart. And I thought the other, um, the other psalm that would have worked really well with this message would be 139, and that's um, search my heart. Yes. Is there any offensive way in me? Totally. Lead me back towards your way. So I think like that is, like if that is our morning prayer, mm-hmm. create me a pure heart and search my heart, and then I get into the office and Brian points out something that I do wrong, I'm like, okay, that's God right there. Yeah. I asked for it. I mean, I'm uh-huh. And Brian, yeah, it's God and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great way of looking yeah. at it is, you know, if we ever find ourselves on the receiving end of someone pointing yeah. something else out in us, would we have that North Star of yeah. hey, Psalm 51, Psalm 139? And yeah, God's spirit can sometimes, you know, communicate to our, you know, our hearts yeah. that, that reality. But how much more often, I think in my own life at least, does he communicate through like a, a friend? Oh, you 100%. Know, yeah. My, my mm. spouse, yeah. someone. I do. And I do feel like I had somebody ask me recently, uh, like how do I hear God's words? And I was like, through, through the people yeah. He put in my life that I trust. Which, mm-hmm. which you know, I mean, like as we wrap up here, like is yeah. is the value of community, right? Yeah. And just as if if you've been watching this podcast now for for yeah. this long, and we're approaching kind of the end of it, yeah, uh, of this particular episode, um, you know, we're getting we're going into a new series called Better Together. Yes, and uh, the value of being together as God's people and serving together and growing together yes. and welcoming others together. And, um, that's, I, I think the value of being together is God uses other people in my life to support me, to challenge me, to help me more faithfully follow the way of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. As Ryan said, we're going to have to cut things a little short today. Um, we have, uh, behind the curtain reveal, um, we have, uh, the fire department going through the building, checking for, 
um, that we're all up to date and that our fire alarms work. So at any moment, yeah, and we've made a it fire alarm could just go off and we yeah. end the show. Yeah. Um, so we decided let's let's do a tighter episode this week um, yep. at 20 minutes. So any closing thoughts, questions, anything like that before we go? Nope, I don't have any. Just looking nope. forward to seeing everyone this coming Sunday. I hope everyone yeah. had a good Labor Day weekend and uh, looking yes. forward to kind of getting into the into the fall. Yes, yeah. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening or watching the follow-up podcast, and we will see you guys next week. 